1: So, uh, daylight saving time, you for it or against it? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. You know that switching your clock back and forth? Uh, what do you think about that? Bradley, why are we asking?
2: Uh, well, and specifically, I want to know if people are behind this. There's a, an attempt at the state legislature to keep daylight savings time permanently. And I'll explain what that means in detail in a moment.
1: Thank you, because that's what you- I need, because I always get confused. Yep.
2: So are you for or against keeping the time as it is? Or do you just want to keep flipping uh, the clocks back and forth twice a year? 6516411071. Do you like that uh, chronological whiplash we go through every year? Or could we just keep it the same? So here's what we know. There is a bill that is up for consideration this year that would stop the flip of daylight savings. Mm. So instead of arbitrarily um, flipping the, the uh, clocks that we get more sunlight in a day. Uh, this um, switch, uh, which arguably can be considered unnatural and causes many uh, issues that have gone mostly unnoticed. I'm literally reading from the author of the bill at this point. The flipping but
1: They've done a good job.
2: Flipping the time impacts everyone, children's, adults, pets by complicating sleeping patterns affecting circadian rhythms. Which are responsible for body functions, metabolism, blood pressure, even hormones. This bill is a one time fix uh, to stop the arbitrary conformity to time zones and return to natural time.
0: Yeah. So are
2: you for that or against it? 651 641 1071. I just thought this is a great chance to talk about how much we hate. I think, if I remember the room correctly, we hate daylight savings time, like having to switch.
1: Yeah, I hate it. I mean, I love it when when we get to um, fall back. Yeah. No, spring forward. Fall back. I like to fall back, but I don't like to spring forward. Yeah. And, yeah, it would just be nice if we didn't have to worry about that junk. Exactly. Also... Not having it sounds like a really good diet program, according to that bill.
2: Yeah, right? Like, everything's natural, man. Yeah, man. So it would lock daily... From my understanding, and I don't want to get too hung up on the specifics, because when has that ever troubled us before... Um but my underst-
1: facts are murky.
2: My understanding is that if it were to pass, we would stay where we are. So the clock right would stay as it is, meaning we got that extra hour of sleep in the fall and we're just going to okay. stay it rolling with it.
1: We'd get to have it forever. Yep, we don't exactly. ever have to give it back.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, OK, so I am going to ask a dumb question that I could probably come up with the answer to, but I'd have to think really hard. And I feel like you'll just know it. So does that mean, because when we switch back mm-hmm. in the spring mm-hmm. and we lose that hour, mm-hmm. it makes it light later, right?
2: It makes it light later. It, yes. Okay. So we have more sunlight
1: as okay. a result. Okay. Right. In the day. Okay. So if we kept it where it is right now, like the sun will set eventually, like in the nine o'clock hour, we will never have post 10 o'clock light. Does
0: that make uh, sense?
2: Yes. So I don't know what the natural sunsets are, but you would assume that instead of like in June, when it's the, when the sun sets at like 950, yep. it'll actually just be like
1: 850,
2: 850 yeah. because we will not have uh gone forward an hour.
1: Okay, so I'm bummed about that and I'd like to keep that instead if if we get to choose, which clearly we don't. 651 641 Can I
2: talk through that really yeah. quickly? So having lived in a place that doesn't have such extreme like the reason we have and it's funny because like this is daylight savings time In there's a lot there. I get it we also have the issue where we live because we are so far north that there is such a difference between the amount of daylight we get based on the season right, right. because of where the sun uh is in the sky in,
1: in relation to in the relation earth to the where earth. we are yeah
2: exactly when, I, when I've lived in places further south where there is not such a great divide, it's not that big of a difference. And so I don't think we're really going to notice that much. Like, yeah, sure. The first time we'll be like, oh, weird. Yeah. But it's not going to be dra- dramatique. And if anything, it'll just make us more stable. Like, I'm we won't here have these for stability. Wild, like, it's not going to be getting dark. Well, I don't know. So, like, if we stay the same, winters will seem the same. Right. Right? So...
1: It's our summers that would seem different. Yes. Yes. Six five one six Although four one because one oh seven one. I mean it's just time and time is a jo- like time is imaginary I don't, anyway. To
2: me, I don't care about any of that. The thing that I care about is like
1: the, the switcheroony
2: The switcheroony Yeah, to me, just seems silly. It's so dumb. In the year 2020 that we're artificially changing the clock.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's go to the phones, because people, people, people have got a, opinions. People have opinions. Who do we have on the line, Holly? Let's start with Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Jessica, how do you feel about uh, switching that clock?
0: Hi. I don't like it, but isn't it kind of necessary? Because if you don't switch the clocks, like in spring, for example if you don't spring ahead, won't it kind of eventually over years <laughs> make it wrong where it's, you know, dark when it shouldn't be? I don't know about that, but I that's why I always thought it was done. Okay. Is that maybe kind of what you guys were saying? <laughs> kind of confusing, but... <laughs> I know. We're all experts I don't on understand.
2: this particular exactly. issue. <laughs> but I, I understand how, like theoretically in the head, it's hard to like wrap your mind around, but really nothing's changing.
1: Right. right?
2: And we didn't used to do this until the modern age.
1: Right. What is the point of it? So the point of it, thank you for your call, by the way, Jessica, but the point, my understanding is the point of daylight saving was when we depended on um, farming in a different way. The, The changing of the clocks was meant to extend the day for people who are farming the land. And now we have a lot of machines that help farm the land in a different way than we did.
2: Yeah, we're just not an an agrarian society any longer. We are, you know, completely industrial. Yes. um, Post, you know. I mean, it's not to say that, like... There wasn't a reason for it at the time, but now it just seems a little outmoded.
1: It was meant to give more daylight hours to the workday for people who worked the fields. That's my understanding of it, and we just don't need it in the same way anymore. And uh, it sounds like we'd have world peace and if we had if we could stop switching our clocks back and forth. Yeah,
2: let's go to the phones.
1: Okay, who else what, do we have on the line? <laughs> let's go to Tear. Hi, Tear. Tear, uh, how
0: do you feel about the uh, switching of the clocks? Well, I I have to agree with you, um, Colleen. I I don't mind this dropping it in the fall. Um, you know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be dark. Who cares? Um, but in the spring, I, you know, to lose that hour. Right. I don't like that. I mean, you know, when you go into spring and summer, you're still doing stuff at eight, nine o'clock. You want it light out. You want, I mean, especially, you know, what, what would we have done while we were in lockdown? Right. Had, you know. It's been darker earlier. You know, right. would have put, put a bit of a, a kibosh on things.
1: <laughs> right. I hear you. Thank you, Tara, for your call. I just think
2: we'd be doing what people in Houston do.
1: Yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. what what the place where we get stuck is the idea, like, time, time is made up. So, really, like, we would shift our day to accommodate the light. Yeah. Right? So, like, I understand... You know, we, but we're attached to the time. We'd still have the same amount of daylight.
0: Yeah. It's
2: just, it would be a different time. It
1: would just be a shift. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, man.
2: (laughs) Don't think too hard about it, kids.
1: Holly, uh, can we take one more call? Yeah. Let's have Denise have the last say on this. Hi, Denise. Denise, how do you feel about the switcheroonies of
0: the clock? You know, I don't mind it. It's it's not a big deal to me. I like the fact that, um, you know, when we spring ahead, we don't have, like, a sunrise at, like, 4 a.m. Like, yeah. I actually don't mind it. So I uh, I don't care either way. I'll adjust. I'm I'm flexible, but <laughs> I like the, the way it is. You are
1: the perfect Minnesotan, I was going to say, you. like,
2: especially after the last year, we've had, well, I don't care, whatever, as long right? as the sun comes up at some point. Do
1: whatever you want.
2: <laughs> I just I think this is one of those chances where we finally could break free from some random that doesn't have particular
1: meaning like in our lives Who actually is attached to it that's what but, i want to know but
2: do you know what i think i bet there are people who aren't necessarily attached to it but change scares the bejeebers out yeah, of them we've and so they're like i don't like know that. all of a sudden by the end of next year uh, the world's gonna end because we stopped the daylight savings
0: they fear change
1: i fear change when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we gotta talk about Jane Krakowski. Um there's some people who think they know how that Mike Lindell rumor got started, mm. and we're gonna call foul on that after this on My Talk
2: 1071.
1: Thank you, Bradley. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Traynor, and let's revisit the Jane Krakowski situation.
2: It's Jane Krakowski, if you want to know the truth. Jane Krakowski, of course, rumored to be dating Minnesotan. CEO Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. What? Remember that story? Yeah, he spent so this, a whole week talking about this.
1: That. Rumor came out of the clear blue, and we were all like, "Would you? What? What? How? What?" Um, and then the so the rumor was like, "Oh yeah, they were dating, and like he would buy her expensive gifts and alcohol, and then they would fight, and then they'd break up, and it was extremely detailed." And then at the end of the story, as told by the Daily Mail the two of them both denied ever knowing each other. Yeah,
2: they both denied it, but then um, Page Six showed up and said, well, actually, we've heard rumors of this before, um, and we're not sure where this came from. Well, there's an exclusive from Emily Smith over at Page Six, and she is just the bee's knees when it comes to gossip, and she says that, according to a source, Jane Krakowski is actually dating a guy by the name of David Rockwell. Um, Apparently, she's been dating him Four years. He's an architect. Mm.
1: Uh,
2: A couple of years now, at least. However, she has been dating him, quote, very quietly. I don't know what that means.
1: They just whisper when they're together. (laughs) And they tiptoe around the house. be very quiet. I
2: love you. Um, The source said that uh, Jane's been dating him for a couple of years, as I said, however, very quietly. uh, And then goes on to elicit something that perhaps... Is it an excuse for how we ended up with the uh, Jane Krakowski, Mike Lindell uh, love uh, experience? The source said, quote, the source speaking to Emily Smith over at page six, quote, Jane, uh, no, I just said those words. Friends are speculating if the strange story about Jane and silly my pillow guy was just a game of telephone. Maybe somehow Rockwell, which is the last name of the guy she is dating, Turned into Lindell in Rumerville.
1: What?
2: Ah. Like, so presumably she means, you know, like Barb called Betty. yeah, And Betty told Francine and Francine told Ginger. Did you
1: hear Jane's going out with some guy? I can't remember his name. It's something, something L. Is it Lindell? Lindell. Yeah, that sounds right. Lindell. And his first name is, I don't know. It's probably Mike or something. Oh, the MyPol yes. guy? Yeah, that guy. Yep,
2: yeah, that's a long stretch, because I yeah. will just remind you his name is actually David Rockwell. Somebody. Mike watch. Lindell. <laughs> Rockwell. I mean, the only thing they share is two syllables. Yeah. And uh, an L. That's it. Actually, two L's. And an E.
0: I mean, sometimes people don't think, but not... the People think a little bit. They're
2: like, <laughs> I think it's...
1: Holly, that was the smartest thing you've said in a while. I just want to give people credit where credit's due. Sometimes people don't think, but sometimes they think a little bit.
2: Yeah, this is not even a little Mm -mm. bit. This is like the negative little bit.
1: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Acknowledge that somebody spent some time creating that weird story. Well,
2: and her name is Emily Smith, writing for the Daily, er, for the Page Six.
1: But did you see, we got an interesting tweet that I would like to give some attention to. Uh... Yesterday, we got this interesting tweet from a listener uh, by the name of Kristen, who said the following, and I'd like to sit with this and marinate in it. Does the MyPillow guy and Jane Krakowski need... Oh, do the MyPillow guy and Jane Krakowski need publicity because she is hosting a new game show right now? And I think there's something there, right? Because... Were we talking about Jane Krakowski a week ago? <laughs> but,
2: I mean, yes. And I want to give a gold star to listener Kristen. Kristen. Um, because that's the kind of thinking that will get you on Team Cobra, right? Like, that's that's right up our alley. Right. Like, you are using your um, noodle effectively. The only problem I have with that is, like, Mike Lindell.
1: I agree with you. But
2: also Like, hey, I know what can get us some attention for my new show. Let's pretend I'm
1: dating this crazy guy that's getting a lot of attention for trying to do some horrible things. It is so asinine that it worked, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that he was the right person, but clearly it worked.
2: Yes. I do I think that this was a an attempt by Jane Krakowski's people. No, I do think perhaps the opposite could be true that, you know, Mike Lindell. I think Mike Lindell has more to try to get attention from or Mm. away from Mm -hmm. than Jane Krakowski. I think Jane Krakowski is not the kind of celebrity who's like, I need to create a fake story to get attention. I do think maybe if you've paid attention to Mike Lindell at all, that maybe he's a fan of that behavior.
1: I she, am what I'm up what you are laying down. Oh, there it is. <laughs> also, if
2: you look at the story, who, who, you don't okay over there? <laughs> who gets more out of it?
1: Well, as I've who said before, looks the he as looks a result. better. Yeah, yeah, because he, that is out kicking his coverage. Yeah. Jane Krakowski is. Uh, in many ways, the more
2: <laughs> like if I were Jane Krakowski, exciting person, yes, in trying to get attention, sane is the word you're looking for. Yeah,
1: and like I don't know, uh, pretty and um, successful and Just mainstream, funny and like he outkicked his coverage <laughs> is all I'm trying to say. Yeah,
2: ah! I mean, if I were Jane Krakowski and I were trying to fake up a relationship, it would be like brad pitt harry styles right for sure i mean she
1: even said kermit the frog yeah thank you that's
0: true it's not easy being green
1: it really isn't (laughs) when we come back on the colleen and bradley show celebrities behaving badly we have a name for them and that name is
0: david we'll tell you about
1: them when we come back on my talk 1071 (laughs) celebrities behaving badly we love to tell you about them on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainor, yep. and uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Bags of uh, D. Okay.
0: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Douchebag Bradley,
1: your face. rude.
2: Rude. Uh, Candace Cameron Bowie oh. ray
1: Remember her. Do I ever... Boom!
2: Boom! I think she's kind of a frequent yeah. flyer. Does she Sorry. finally
0: get, a get her wings?
1: Times?
2: I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, one moment, please. And here are the words that I will read to you. Candace Cameron Bure defends her clapback, so she claps back her clapback, if you will, over family photo criticism. I'm not posting for your negativity even a hint of people criticizing my family picture i wasn't gonna take the fuller house star said oh yes you might remember colleen this story about her holiday family photo that she posted in.
1: sorry go on oh you mean
0: this one (laughs)
2: Well, okay, we'll get to that in a moment. But first, let me say, the photo in question was posted at the beginning Uh, of this year.
1: What day is it? It is the 28th of January.
2: Okay, this was posted on January 2nd. Mm -hmm. That's 26 26 days days ago. ago. And we are now not living in a world of Candace Cameron Bure clapping back. She's now defending her clapping back. So, like, the trajectory, the real estate, uh, the time, and the effort that this woman has gone to getting mileage mm-hmm. out of a dumb family photo, uh, which, you know, more power to her. We can talk about the photo and remind people of what uh, caused people some concern. I don't care about that, even. Mm-mm. The point I'm trying to make over here is, it is the 28th of January! Is
1: that all you got, Candace? Well, and we've all moved on. Yes,
2: but she showed up, and let me just tell you what she said. Okay. (laughs) On Wednesday, she defended her recent decision to call out haters. So she's not talking about calling out haters. She's now talking about her decision to call out the haters.
1: Mm -hmm. She's talking about talking about haters.
2: Yes, and by next week, we'll be talking about... How she's talking about about the haters haters. who called her out for calling out the haters.
0: I'm tired.
2: So she called out haters who criticized a family portrait that she posted on social media and told Extra, which really is Extra, after all, Mm -hmm. that she was, quote, channeling her inner mama bear. Listen, on social media, everyone gets criticized. And if you are a celebrity, it just comes with the territory. And I can handle that, but... Can you? But...
1: Can you? But, do you know what but but, does? It erases everything you just said. Go on.
2: But, the second someone starts to criticize my children or say negative things like that, Mama Bear comes out. I just had to remind people... That there are real people here with real feelings behind the screen, and I'm not posting for your negativity. In that instance, I was simply sharing a family photo, which was so beautiful to me. Even a hint of people criticizing my family picture, I, no, no, I wasn't going to take that. (laughs) So, end scene. That is like the only acting job she's apparently been able to get lately, so she's riding it all the way to town.
1: Okay. Yeah. I First of all, she said a lot of things, and then she said, but. And again, like I say, but is an eraser. It erases everything you just said. Yeah. And then what you learn about her after that is, I posted that picture so you would all compliment it, and when you decided not to, that made me feel upset. And so I decided to clap back at you. Because that's really what the truth is. Is that she put she put a picture up and then got butt hurt because not everybody was going to blow sunshine up her rear about it. Or her daughter's skirt. Because that was another option. That
2: was an issue. Sorry. And I, I would like to call out... Um, Candace Cameron Bure, uh, and specifically People Magazine for not posting the photo like that started yeah. this whole thing in this article. Because like,
1: then you have to go look for it. Because
2: yeah, you have to go look for it. Here's the here's the problem I have with celebrities who do this. Um, so she and and you 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 laid it out in terms of the steps of how this works, like she like it, it you don't call it trolling cuz the trolls are the ones who like came after her family mm-hmm. but it's like intentional troll baiting mm-hmm. so like um she posts her thing as a celebrity now part of her celebrity is being an aggrieved um mom yeah. slash wife wife slash white lady slash Mm -hmm. Christian slash, Mm -hmm. like, whatever the thing is, there are are now multiple times where she has had to, like, clap back, and I'm like, that is not unintentional. People do that with intention, and so you might think, like, because there are people who will react to that and think, like, good for her, she's standing up for her values and what's important. No, 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 no. Every celebrity who posts anything on social media gets exactly the same kinds of crap. And actually, a lot of people, mostly people of color, mostly women, even though she is a woman, get even more debilitating trolling Mm -hmm. as a general rule. Mm -hmm. But anybody gets trolling who posts on social media. It's what you do to that trolling that indicates what kind of celebrity you are. And she is a person who embraces it and makes... Um, Gets
1: attention from it. Gets
2: views for it, which fine, that can be her thing. But like, we see you doing that thing and don't act like there's some genuine thing. Like, so all of the celebrity moms who don't respond to trolls with this, you know, drivel about how you're, you know, being mama bear, like they're not, they're just weak.
1: Right. Like they just will take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I think troll baiting is, (laughs) that's what she, she's a master troll baiter. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Candace Cameron Bure, <laughs> Master, Master Troll Troll-bater. I like that. I like that. I, cool. We, we should use that.
1: Sounds good. Do you <sighs> want to know who my D-Bag is? No? But of course. Okay, fine. It's either, no, you can decide. It's oh. either, hello. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. It's either, hello, or it's Juliana Huff.
2: It's probably going to be both, but go ahead tell me more.
1: Uh headline, Juliana Huff's daily diet, the star's breakfast, lunch and dinner revealed.
2: Oh, these are my favorite.
1: Ooh, I know. I love these. It's been hidden for so long. I know, I but now, now she's out. finally sharing her meal plan with Can us. Can I
2: guess? Now I yeah. open the article but I'm not reading okay, words. Okay, please. Uh Shut it I down. see her h- uh, licking a lo- uh, um what do you call that? An ice cream cone? It's been so long. Um, I mean, when's the last time you had an ice cream cone? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So um, there's probably gonna be like some dumb cheat. Like she's like, I'm really healthy. I like salads, and I really get off on like a a nice piece of chicken breast. But that doesn't mean I don't shove my face full of M Ms on occasion.
1: Okay. Well, first, I'd like you're close. Okay. But I want to start with the first thing that's the most important tip that she shares. Okay. Quote, I have this water bottle that goes everywhere with me. Every night before bed, I put ice in it and I fill it to the top. It holds 40 ounces of water and I drink it all night long. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's her daily diet? What? No, that's her hot tip on drinking water she drinks it all night long okay does, does she I? get
2: up to pee yeah, every what? five
1: minutes I was gonna say I here's don't...
2: my hot tip stop drinking at about 7 p.m. yes
1: mm. otherwise you're gonna be p.m.ing all night okay all okay. Night. okay okay so that's her hot water t- tip thanks julianne cool mm-hmm. here goes breakfast are mm. you ready can you guess water a steamy mug of hot water and lemon And then she eats uh, steamed eggs and tomato and avocado, which is so trendy. What's a steamed egg? Um, I don't really know. It's probably
2: just a hard-boiled egg.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, For lunch, chicken and salad. Of course. Right, Bradley? Like you said. Uh, And then sometimes she does that in a wrap. So if she's feeling kind of saucy, she throws a tortilla around it. Uh, And then for dinner, she likes...
2: Lean meats.
1: Are are you ready? Leafy vegetables? Baked fish or chicken and vegetables. But she's also partial to Italian food. She likes to mix in a pasta every twice in a while. Her favorite dishes include penne arrabbiata. (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? And margarita pizza. And occasionally, you guys, occasionally. Okay, can I
2: just ask a question? Yeah, what? Isn't a, a margarita pizza just a cheese pizza?
1: Pretty much it's a fancy cheese pizza. But it's got a that cheese
2: pizza. It's a pizza? Big buffalo
1: mozzarella. With cheese. And you've got some basil. Yeah, it's a margarita pizza. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And she occasionally will splurge you guys and have a glass of wine. Ooh.
2: I. You know what? I don't doubt that she starves herself for the purposes of maintaining um, her appearance. And mm-hmm. I, I'm using the term starving Metaphorically, like I don't think literally, but what I mean by that is like she wants to emit the notion that she is highly restrictive Mm -hmm. in the amount or kinds of food that she puts in her body, as if to say to the rest of us um, that we are she's
0: in control. On that episode of Give Me a Break, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: where Nell had to join, what was Uh, it called, Porky's?
1: Porky porky porco porco porco
2: yeah it was the organization for porky people or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyway m- meaning like there was we're a
1: song we're not going to sing it for you you can look it up
2: <laughs> you're a disgusting
1: fat
2: so you da, 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 da.
1: no one can, can even stand, stand the sight of you you look like porky pig um I think the next words are "you sit around and look fat."
2: You sit well, around I and look fat. Oh,
1: you guys! But porcos will help, help you lose, lose that, weight. that weight. You, you big disgusting, disgusting, disgusting tub, tub of lard. Of lard. <laughs> we are horrible. No, but that was a
2: legitimate episode of "Give Me a Break."
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that actually happened in the '80s. Okay, sorry, Holly. You were going to say something. No, I
0: don't think it was important. Okay.
1: Okay. Neat. Um, I, I was do just want, excited. I do want you to know <laughs> that Juliana Huff used to be a big dessert person, but now she'd rather have wine than dessert. Oh, but if she okay. is going to splurge on dessert, she's going to have ice cream, sticky
0: toffee pudding. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called "Blinded by the Item."
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house. To the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel,
0: (laughs) or something
1: like that. But for a lighter dessert, she'll eat chocolate covered almonds. She will.
2: Oh God. (laughs) But she will also do that thing when she eats her sticky toffee pudding. What? Where she'll like put a, a spoonful in her mouth and be like, "Oh my god, it's so sweet! I
1: just oh, can so- only
2: handle a little bit of those. I
1: can't handle eating people eating. <laughs> I can't handle eating people either. I'm so I can't full. Handle eating with people who, when they get dessert, take one bite and go, "Oh, it's just so rich." Oh, I'm like, "No, it's so not. Rich. Give it to me. Like, I will eat all of that. Stop
2: talking and start shoveling it in. <laughs> also, I just want to give everyone permission listening. Have your glass of wine and your dessert.
1: Yeah, it's not an either or thing.
2: Yes, it is okay. You don't have to eat the whole thing of uh, ice cream, but even if you do,
1: it's fine. All it's all good. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a D bag double down. Yes. And uh, it involves Olivia Wilde and uh, Harry, but mostly E. We'll tell you hey! who the D bag is after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a D-Bag Double Down.
0: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
2: Sometimes there's just so many D-Bags. Um, Holly, I didn't give you a heads up. I apologize. It's okay. But if you can pull up this um, link, and if you're able to provide us some audio at some point from this video, there is an ad first. I'll um, give people a heads up. I'm sorry. I get emotional when I do D-bags. so emotional. There is a story, and my D-bag is not Olivia Wilde and or Harry Styles, who are the subject. Gosh,
1: you really are feeling the emotions today.
2: They uh, are not. The d bags in question. They're actually the subject of the story by the d bags in question, and the d bag double down in question is our good friends at
1: E E
2: for doing a story about Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles that,
1: on Who first. We call- Oh, yeah. Wild and Styles.
2: Wild and Styles. And I did see that some other people refer to them that way online, and they really should give us credit because clearly we were so creative that we came Thank up with you. that on our own.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yes, the video is ready
2: when yeah. you are. Yeah, let's listen to a little bit of this. This comes from Daily Pop, which is like a thing they do over at the E, and they're talking about uh, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. You know, they're dating. Mm
0: hmm. It Bild is and incredibly Harry are powerful. powerful. Oh, hold oh, on a, a second. Of there's a lot going on at the Yeah, okay, here we go. Their mo- new movie, and remember, Olivia's the director, which means she is Harry's boss. Huh, wow. new relationship. How much pressure is on them now with her as the boss? Listen, all reports I'm reading are saying that she's handling it like a champ. She's keeping things extremely professional on set, but the dynamic between a new relationship and She's already older than him. I was going to say she's older she's, than him. And now she, I mean, and she's his boss. I mean, this is gonna get messy. I, it just is. It's just the rest of the She's the boss for- at home. She's she's older than him. She's the older woman. When you date younger men, you're the boss.
1: He's used to it. He likes it. That's why he went after an older woman.
2: Amen. Hey, I think that he is into it. There's like a certain swagger you get when you're directing a film. You know what I mean? Like she walks around there. She runs things. She's also an actress who mm. understands what it means to be a hands-on firm but gentle director and I think for him he's really into that I'm not worried about them on the movie set. I'm worried about them when the lights and the cameras go off and he's a 26-year-old and he's at home with two kids and she has her kids 24-7 because Jason Sedangas is on set somewhere. Ooh, ooh. How is a 26-year-old going to pick up that life? That's when I okay. worry. About All right, that's enough of that. So can we just talk about how an utterly sexist that segment was?
1: I am ooh. horrified. Ooh. So...
2: I don't know if you guys know this, but Olivia Wilde is not the first director who has had a romantic attachment to somebody in a project they're working on. Uh, nope. And I don't know that A has ever done a segment on, say, I don't know, pick a male
1: act? Like James Cameron and, uh, what's her face?
2: (sighs) What's What's her 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 name?
1: What's the woman who he... Married. Okay. You know what? I wasn't prepared for Well, I was thinking that, of Steven
2: on. Spielberg and sure. um, Kate, Capsha Kate Capshaw on the
1: set of Indiana Jones yeah, and the like, Temple of Doom.
2: Like, they're not having the same conversations, but, like, this is totally, like, just because Olivia Wilde is a woman. And, and I'm not one to throw that around willy-nilly, because I'm a man. Thank you. <laughs> No, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just so obvious to me that this is a conversation that would not be happening were it not the case that Olivia Wilde was a woman.
1: Well, and it brings like a whole bunch of stuff into the conversation that's not pertinent at all.
2: Well, also like, like Harry Styles has to raise her children when... Right. Like, there is just so much problematic... Or like,
1: what's, you know, how this, the dynamic of the relationship, well, she has to be his boss...
2: And and also the assumption oh. that it's going to get messy because it's a
1: because woman? she's a woman boss because
2: again I don't think that they would have had the same conversation about a male director who is romantically entangled with a female like what I I just I think it it sets up a double standard and it frankly um, it's so obvious that they could have maybe focused on some other aspects that of their relationship
1: was h- horrific and gross and i'm honestly like okay i mean women can be sexist too but i'm like shocked that this the conversation begins with two female voices oh yeah yeah making these judgments with like absolutely no awareness of the double standard
2: yeah exactly Ugh.
1: That was gross. Was that on, like, one of their, like, news shows or something? Or
2: That's on something called it, The Daily, the daily Pop. Pop, which you can watch weekdays at... I think at they missed an O. A le- poop. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch weekdays at 11 a.m. or 10 <laughs> Central, only on E! e! Again, e! like, I don't even know that they thought about it, you know, to the... It, it's it's like unintentionally problematic. Like, I bet if you sat down and said, hey, have you guys ever had a segment wherein you talked about a male director um, being messy with a woman that he's dating online? It's not that those things don't exist mm-hmm. or online, on set, I think is what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like those things don't exist or that their relationship can't be messy or full of drama. It's just the framing of that particular conversation seemed... Uh, problematic, and if I'm reacting to it, something right. tells me that like other people's spidey senses
1: are tingling. um
2: we're going off as well they're professionals, yeah they're two professional people who do professional things for work, and I think as adult professional people they're quite capable noted um by their independent success as uh you know members of um celebrity slash Hollywood slash um, the movie business like they're perfectly capable of maintaining a professional relationship
1: I mean you you certainly can have a conversation about whether or not they seem compatible or whether or not you know you would have matched the two of them on Tinder you know what I'm saying is this something that's just going to be on the set do you think this relationship's going to last that's a conversation that you can have but when you're when you're putting their positions into the conversation then yeah that's Mm -hmm. when it becomes problematic Mm -hmm. when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show what is your 10 minutes or less dinner what's the thing you fix lickety split 651 641 1071 we'll take your calls after this on my talk 1071
2: How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old fashioned.
0: I'll have a margarita
2: now you can with the bartesian home cocktail maker bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button choose from over 50 different cocktails from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today you'll always get freshly mixed perfectly balanced cocktails with the bartesian cocktail maker and now get bartesian's best black friday deal ever at bartesian.com bartender entertaining the Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now only at bartesian.com/bartender. That's B A R T E S I A N.com/bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com/bartender.